This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, September 28th. Well, 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 no Corey today, so it is just me. Well, let's get things started here. We're going to uh, high school volleyball on the broadcast schedule tonight, as it is the Henning Hornets traveling to take on the Wadena Deer Creek Wolverines. Park Region Conference rivalry, the games between Henning and Wadena Deer Creek in years past, always exciting, always down to the wire. Two very successful head coaches in Christy Fink and Sue Volkman for their respective sides. It's going to be, uh, it'll be a fun matchup tonight at the WDC Gymnasium. I'll be on the call for that one. It is a 7:15 pregame, 7:30 first serve. Of course, could start a few minutes earlier depending on what time that JV game does close uh, at. Uh, at the gym tonight. So I'm looking forward to a good game. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing these two teams. Of course, I uh, haven't did a uh, volleyball call in about a week here, so ready to get back on the uh, ready to get back on the call and get to do that tonight. So should be a whole lot of fun as we uh, get ready to look into each of these two matchups here today. So that's what we have going on. Keep in mind, uh, we also have Wolverines Weekly on this Saturday morning, 9 a.m., right here on KWAD. We'll be talking with Coach Volkman uh, after the game, and we'll be getting kind of her insight on that, as well as uh, they played in a double-A volleyball tournament uh, over the weekend uh, that uh, she'll want to talk about as well for that. We'll also talk with all the other head coaches about a uh, busy week for WDC Athletics. So there's our local sports look here let's now go to state sports where the minnesota twins were able to win again last night now the the biggest takeaway of course is oakland is a very 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 bad baseball team they have 109 losses and there's still five more games to go four more games to go in the regular season it's not a good look for them they are actively trying to lose games but Still, I mean, there was at no point in this game, even when the Twins were losing 4-2, there was at no point in this game where I thought the Twins were actually going to lose. Uh, so, you know, Trevor Larnick gets an RBI double. Andrew Stevenson proves he could be a nice little pinch runner for the Twins off the bench in the playoffs. And that is if you're a Twins fan. The Twins have the uh, the final game of this three-game series 11-30 pregame, 12-10 first pitch right here on KWAD this afternoon. But... Even if the Twins lose today, even if the Twins lose their remaining four baseball games, don't look at the box score and don't look at the wins and losses as indicator of, like if the Twins lose, let's say, 8 nothing today to Oakland, don't look at this and go, huh, well, this team just isn't going to play well in the postseason if they can't beat Oakland, which they've played Oakland five times this year so far. They've beat them all five times. Uh, the point is to say is that don't look at the box score. Don't even look at necessarily every single success or loss in a given at-bat, in a given inning, um, because the Twins are trying to gear everything up for the postseason. You saw that in Pablo Lopez with pitch count at 70. Yesterday, he got through four innings. I believe maybe went out for the fifth, but either way, he did not have a very long outing yesterday, and that was intentional. Uh, there's a couple different reasons for that. One could be, hey, the postseason's coming up, You've, Pablo Lopez has thrown a career high in innings this year. Let's give him maybe a shorter start today. Let's make sure he gets out there. He faces the lineup a couple times. But once he gets to a certain point, like we're just going to pull him because 
what's the point of tryharding and pitching seven innings? Let's say he pitches seven innings of shutout baseball against Oakland and only gives up three hits over seven innings. Is that necessary right now? Like, the team already clinched the division. Uh, Pablo Lopez is going to be your game one starter, most likely. So why why the need to make him put that extra stress? He's he's done he's done everything he needs to do to be the Twins' ace this season. So like, let him just get that break. You know, let him prove himself. Make sure he pitches enough to where he still stays in rhythm. But there's no need to overextend him. So that's how the Twins are looking at uh, one potential. The other potential thing of looking at is playoff starts generally are shorter because the leash is shorter because if a pitcher runs into trouble, you want to yank him immediately because if a pitcher gives up a three run home run in a playoff game, almost always that game is over. You know what I mean? Like there's just some things that happen. If you give up a three run home run in a playoff game when it's tied zero zero or tied one, one, there's a good chance your team is going to lose that baseball game based off that one home run. So teams really uh, try and play the matchups as much as possible in the postseason. So, you know, Pablo Lopez isn't going to need to pitch seven innings in a postseason start. It's why Louis Varland, it's why Chris Paddock, it's why Dallas Keuchel are moving to the bullpen. It's why Kenta Maeda is moving to the bullpen. They're doing these certain things because they need guys who to pitch. You know what I mean? They need guys who can come in and relieve Pablo Lopez. If Pablo Lopez comes in and pitches five, even four innings of shutout baseball, cool. He's done his job. Let Louis Varland come in, pitch two innings of shutout baseball, and now you've pitched through the fifth and sixth innings, and now seven, eight, nine, you can still go uh, Pagan, Stewart, Duran, or something like that to get through the final three innings. Like you still set up your bullpen in a way that can help you. It's why having those kind of piggyback starters or long relievers who are starting pitchers join your postseason bullpen is a very, very big deal. Uh, so that's two trains of thought on that aspect for the Twins. The other thing, and I've been pointing this out over the last few days, because there's going to be a lot of talk when the post, when the play, uh, excuse me, when the regular season begins and the playoffs start. When the regular season ends and the playoffs start, can't talk today. Uh, when the postseason starts, they're going to look at the Twins and they're going to finish. Right now, they have 85 wins. They're probably going to finish let's say let's be let's be soft on them let's say they go two and two in their final two games so they finish the season with 87 wins which isn't horrible but you know playoff teams typically get in that 90 plus win range you know people look at the twins and they'll see a team because there will likely be a team that has the same amount if not less wins than the twins who doesn't even get into the playoffs let alone be a division winner and they're going to complain about the twins soft record and which I'm going to say, yes, the twins deserve to win however many games this year they win because they played very, very poor in the first half of the season. We all knew it. Go back to the morning sports desk. You could hear me and Corey talk about how frustrating it was to watch the twins in the second half of the season, though. They took things up a notch. They have 16 wins already in the month of September. They're 16 and eight. They're playing well at the right time. Not only that, if you go all the way back to the all-star break, after the All-Star game, the Twins are on, like, if you would extend the second half of this season and double it over an entire season, the Twins would be on pace to win 97 games. Feels a little bit better, doesn't it? Feels a little more uh, justified, in a sense, of uh, how feeling better about this team. And no team since the All-Star break has won more games than the Twins, other than the Baltimore Orioles, who have 
either the first or second best record in baseball and for certain are going to have the best record in the American League. So that's not to absolve the Twins from their first half struggles. What I'm trying to hammer home is don't look at the team's overall record and think that they're a bad ball club heading into the postseason. This team is legit. And they've been legit because of some rookie hitting. We saw Ed Julian hit a home run yesterday. We saw Matt Walner hit an absolute moonshot on Tuesday night. Royce Lewis in a simulated game. So they had Lewis, they had Correa, they had Buxton, they had a few other pitchers get in a simulated game action at Target Field because the St. Paul Saints season is over. Royce Lewis, of course, hit a home run in the simulated game. Uh, so hopefully he can come back next week for the postseason. Really, all of this is just culminating in the fact of the Twins are playing their best baseball at the right time, and even though it looks like if the season ended today, the Twins would play the Houston Astros, and they'd have to face Justin Verlander, who never ages and is like a machine, in Game 1, this team can trade blows with anybody, and it's going to be very, very fun to see this team get into the postseason. And one other thing, and I'll end my Twins ranting with this, is you've seen the Twins start to embrace the Team of Destiny vibe. When you hear on Friday night, if you go back to some of those interviews that they did with players uh, on Friday night, now part of it is they're all, let's be honest, they've all had a couple beers in them because they're partying like in the clubhouse, they're pouring champagne on each other, and the vibes overall, everybody's just feeling good about themselves. But you could hear the Twins talk about breaking the streak. That was something that was very important. You know, they're, uh, you could hear, like Kyle Farmer, who had no... He, he had no prior connection to the Twins. This is his first year in Minnesota. He said to the fans at Target Field, you know, he's being interviewed after the game. He was on the field. The fan, He was looking right at the fans. The, the interview was going over the big screen. It was on Bally. He said, we are going to break that playoff losing streak. Ryan Jeffers, who was on the team in 2020. I can't remember if he was on the postseason roster for the Twins that season. But he said yesterday, because every time Jeffers has hit a home run, the Twins have won a game. Jeffers said, well, all right, I'll hit one next Tuesday. I'll hit one next Wednesday, and we'll be advancing to the next round. Like, this is a team in 2019, and a little bit in 2020, but mainly in 2019, rightfully said the the thing of, you know, we don't want to talk about the postseason losing streak. We weren't involved in a lot of that. And it's over 20 years. How much do we have involved with the 2004 Twins? You know what I mean? Like, completely different ball club. We're trying to do our own thing. And now you've gotten to the point where, uh, these twins are like, yeah, not only do we, not only are we going to break the streak, we want to be the team that breaks the streak. Like this is our challenge. It's their mantra. It's the team of destiny vibe. And I really love it. Uh, you might maybe see it as con overconfident because the twins haven't won a playoff game since I was in the first grade, but also at the same time, it's like the good teams are confident and they're going to have to be confident and go and take care of business. Look, man, I don't care how it happens. They can have it on a walk-off hit by pitch. I just want this team to win a darn playoff game, all right? And by the way, one last thing. For the Vikings, they get ready for Thursday, uh, the game on Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. And Mr. Mankato himself, Mr. Detroit Lakes, Adam Thielen, uh, with Carolina now. That game will be on Sunday. It looks like the Panthers quarterback is going to play after missing last week's game. And for injuries, the Vikings, uh, once again, do not have their top free agent that they signed. He's missed the first three games of the season so far, and he did not practice this week so far. So A-plus move, Vikings. Great job on that one. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, September 28th.